Monica, did you hear that? Did you hear that fantastic news? I did not. The Newcastle Knights actually oh. did something. This, oh, <laughs> we are like in my household, like my dad, since he put up a post about it on Facebook, he's like, I've been a Newcastle Knights tragic since 1988. <laughs> and I have never seen a performance like this. They, oh, they beat you, the Bulldogs by like 66 nil, which is just <laughs> wild. And usually if, if it was the other way around, I would not be surprised because the Knights have, historically well not historically but they've had some historic struggles over basically since like 2016 mm-hmm. they're like triple wooden spooners and like stuff like that like they're, they're just awful I don't even know what that means but okay. they, they got last okay. basically they got they got smoked but um they they beat another team 66 nil and my dad has never been like it, all all of a sudden is sunshine and rainbows for my dad the sun <laughs> the sun came up out of the clouds it's like i love it hey you're shout out papa walters shout, shout out mick walters just an absolute <laughs> legend you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and we are going to get into another quiz Yes, quiz number four for this morning. I am a brother to Shem and Ham. Who am I? Tell us who that is and you could be in the uh, prize draw for this uh, Friday's grand prize, a book by Clifford Goldstein. I am a brother to Shem and Ham. Who am I? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Absolutely. Well, on this Monday morning, you guys have been just a, you know, a little bit, a little bit quiet this morning. Uh, but we've just got a text message in from Suzanne. She says, "Always so interesting listening to Justin each week. You've been, you guys have been faithfully answering the quiz. But yeah, Justin has just that was so insightful. To be honest, ESG is something that I I just haven't really looked into. Shell was producer Shell as you could. Here, she was jumping on the mic and asking some questions. She was stoked uh, when he brought up the topic of ESG because she's been really into it lately. But yeah, this score that essentially determines whether your company can receive funding. Because essentially, it's it's like if your company has a high ESG score because it's like walking in the footsteps that these investment companies want you to walk in, um, then if you get boycotted by the public because they disagree with your message that is pro the ideals of BlackRock, but then BlackRock or an investment firm like this will give you money, then essentially, like, they'll just support you. Like, you'll be you'll be able to weather those storms as a company because they'll, they'll just they'll just help you out. They're like really rich and have. Trillion, I feel like there's a business opportunity here for like if there's any millionaires or billionaires who decide to open a counter bank. Like yeah. opposite of Barclays and say, hey, coal mining people, if you can't get a loan, come to us. We'll give you a loan. Yeah, but that then that's the difficulty because then people will start lobbying in uh, in court. Well, and this is the thing. How do businesses – I get you said, oh, well, you're a millionaire or a billionaire, but how do businesses – you know, like before businesses can make money, they have to raise capital. And when the places that you go to raise capital aren't giving you any funds because – I just feel like there's still enough people who would be willing to chip in. Maybe not big corporations like Barclays and so forth. Yeah, I guess if we started on the individual level, hey, maybe we could do this. Neither of us are millionaires or billionaires. You I have want to start ca- a bank, but hey, you know, I'm sure maybe maybe our listeners they're like, hey, you know, the Faith FM Bank. We just, <laughs> you know, the Bible says that the blessings and the curses of being faithful, the nation of Israel, is that they would be lenders of money rather than receiving loans of money. Ooh. So, so hey, you know, maybe we can, we could step into that place. I've just looked over to my right and I can see producer Shell wearing two. 
two sets of headphones. That's really cool. Um, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. It is a nice and cold, chilly, overcast Monday morning here, but we're going to get into a Bible study. What's up, Producer Shell? You want to say something? Yeah, I was just thinking about what you were just saying, because mm. while he was doing the interview, I was like, I wonder if Elon bought a bank and then everybody could just, you know. But then, <laughs> That's but then you would just start getting businesses saying, we don't accept, you know, because you've got vet, Visa and MasterCard and we don't accept such oh, and such. And so it, you'd still have the you'd exact same thing up. happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really tough. You'd have to create like a, a complete split society and have like a new company mm. that does like Visa MasterCard um, stuff. Yeah. The problem for Elon Musk is that he's already wasted so much money on Twitter. That And if you were just listening to the news, so a new way that Twitter is... So, <laughs> this is so funny. So, Twitter, they've, they've come out in the news over the weekend that they are limiting your ability to read posts on Twitter. If you're an unverified new account, you get 300 posts a day. If you're, unverifi- if you're an unverified old account, you get 600 posts a day. And if you're a verified account, you get 6,000 posts a day. And verified accounts, you can only become verified if you pay money. So... Like, he said this, he's framed this as, I'm saving Twitter from Twitter addiction. But then I'm also like, Twitter, hand over fist, lose money. It's like one of the most single most unsuccessful companies that has ever been started ever. The fact that it's existed so long and lost so much money is a miracle. And uh, if they don't raise any money, then Elon Musk is going to default on the billion and billion dollar loans that he took out to buy the company. So, yeah, wow. so they're like, oh, we're saving the company by limit, limiting your ability to use its functions. Wow. <laughs> so what, are you scrolling along and once you've scrolled past 300 tweets, it's like, now you're done. Yeah, yeah. I was wow. watching speed runs of this. It's like, how fast can you time out your Twitter usage? <laughs> and it was, <laughs> the record right now is sitting at 2 minutes and 27 seconds. <laughs> the first 2 minutes is devoted to setting up the account. <laughs> and the last 37 seconds... Is just scroll. scrolling, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And the person just like, and they're doing it. You know, they're not using like a like a Taz or anything like that. It's not like they've got a machine doing it. It's just their finger, just zoom, 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 and they're just zoom, 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 and then after like twenty seven seconds, they've read all of their Twitter posts that they can they can possibly. Yeah, read. It's, not, it's actually not a bad idea in terms of like mental health. <laughs> yeah, because Twitter is awful. But in terms of business, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's supposed to drive business yeah. you know, to the kind of like, oh man, this is really going to make people use Twitter. It's uh, so surprising to me that Twitter is just going down the toilet financially because it seems to be on everyone's lips all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, just like other things that are incredibly unsuccessful yet, you know, mm. popular to talk about, you know, well, I think Humanity, we love looking at a train wreck. We we really do, and that's exactly that's We're exactly those what's rubber and humans we yeah. are. But I think we bring up Twitter. You maybe you're listening this morning. You're like, I have nothing to do with Twitter. This is Faith FM, a Christian radio station. You know what? What are you guys doing talking about Twitter? But I think it's important again to keep our fingers on the pulse of these particular issues. Is because this is where social engineering mm-hmm. is is you know the the foundation of it is taking place, and that's like one of the reasons why precisely why Elon Musk bought Twitter bought mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. is because to stand against like, oh, why is it that a corporation has to has the ability to get to limit people in, in what they can say, particularly corporations with certain ideologies. Mm. Um, but we're seeing that as a result of this, like all of Twitter's uh, sponsors and whatnot are, are leaving mm-hmm. and they're losing even more money. Yeah. And so in endeavoring, you know, I'm not sitting here calling Elon Musk the savior of free speech. He's also a businessman. And so mm-hmm. he's restricting your ability to use Twitter to make money. But 
what we can see here is that when people are trying to step out and enable people to have a voice, they are getting cancelled, but not in, you know, the kind of cringe public way, but in a very financial and mm-hmm. a very real and in a way that has teeth, and that is attacking the pocket. Yeah. You know? And and again, I think the the biggest thing is is like that came out with the Twitter purchase, and we've talked about it a lot. Like Elon Musk and Twitter is that the potential that it has to actually bankrupt Tesla and the rest of his companies that mm-hmm. are wildly successful that put him in the position to buy Twitter. Like Twitter has that ability because it has a massive loan that he bought it with. And so and and then again, it's like what is leading to less success with Twitter? I think it's you know the usage of Twitter, but it's it hasn't helped Twitter. That, um, yeah, all of the advertisers that pay Twitter to use their platform, you know, whether it's McDonald's or whether it's this or that, the other, have pulled out. And they've pulled out as a result of people enabling free speech. Do you think he should not have bought Twitter? Absolutely. I think it's one of the worst business decisions he ever made. And he dragged, and he, as soon as he said it, as soon as he put something, his contract through, he realized that, and he, it was the huge story last yeah, year. He, he dragged his feet all the way through, and then he finally took it on. And mm-hmm. the whole time, like he's 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 stuffed. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. sorry, Elon Musk, but yeah, you know. But I also think that anyone listening to this who thinks, "Oh, I have to do Twitter," is a little bit naive. I think Twitter has affected all of us, whether or not we like it. Yeah. Even if you use just any other social media mm-hmm. medium. Like Twitter ends up on all the all the platforms. Twitter was essentially the platform that enabled Donald Trump to win the 2016 U.S. election. Right. Like, and it's <laughs> we cannot understate that that yeah. that really really mm-hmm. happened. And so it's like, and we can not just say Twitter, but social media companies in general. Like they are winning elections. They are you know building up companies and breaking them down. And again, the ideals of an ESG is being seen put out through these social media companies. So it's very interesting and a really important space to watch as people who are trying to live according to God's will. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Speaking of living according to God's will, God says, or I had a you know beautiful quote, uh, and it's that a thoughtful hour reflecting on the life of Jesus or spending time in the Word of God is time well spent and will do much to further um, the love of God and the steadfastness of the soul. So we are going to get into a Bible study this morning in the book of Ephesians. Now, we spent last week... Monica, you weren't here last week. No, I wasn't. You're off gallivanting and, you know... I was at work. (laughs) You know, I saw those pictures, you know, of you in Antarctica. I was like, wow, she's really living her best life. (laughs) Nah, just kidding. Hey, you're off working, but we were in here. We were talking about the book of Ephesians. We looked at the historical context of the book of Ephesians. We looked at Paul's interactions with Ephesus, you know, his time spent there, in and out, the riot in Ephesus that breaks out. We we looked at, you know, it's something that's really interesting about the book of Ephesians, how much it parallels to the book of Corinthians. And that's because if you look at a map, Monica, mm. and when you get to where Greece is, well, essentially the Aegean Sea, you know how there's all, all those islands, you got like Mykonos and Crete and everything. Been all there, this. been there. You've been there, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. So <laughs> you've been everywhere. How many countries have you been to? Uh, 43. That is incredible. I think I've been to 20. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is comprised of, like, the United States, 
most of Europe, Australia, and Southeast Asia. Yeah, nice. And then like Vanuatu and those kind of, you know, yeah, some, some, yeah. some you know, New Zealand, some of the islands and whatnot. But um, okay, so uh, this area, the Aegean Sea, mm-hmm. um, on one side, on the Asian side, or on the Middle Eastern side of the Aegean Sea, you've got Ephesus. And on the European side of the Aegean Sea, you've got Corinth. And both of these cities, they were port cities where people were going in and out. They were trade hubs, essentially. And as a result of this, you see from from this period of time, from like Acts chapter 16 to Acts chapter 20, until Paul eventually goes to Jerusalem for the final time and then, you know, goes to Rome eventually after that. He is traveling back and forward across the Aegean Sea or up around to Macedonia and doing ministry there, but particularly a number of times visiting Corinth and Ephesus because essentially you've got a hub that reaches all of Asia and a hub that reaches all of Europe. And uh, we were talking about this yes uh, last week on the show. We're like, that's so genius. No, you just, I was just thinking that. <laughs> you just go to the place where all the people are going in and going out of mm-hmm. and you share the gospel there and then the gospel spreads around the yeah. world. And it's that ingenious. Obviously, Paul was led there by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we see that, you know, often like when it comes to him, well, the original step that he took into Europe was in Macedonia in the city of Philippi. We saw that the reason he went there is not because he was a genius. In fact, he was trying to share the gospel throughout all of Asia. He was like in Phrygia and Galatia and Mycenae and all these areas in the in the Middle East and in what we would call modern day Turkey. Uh, he's in these areas and and he was failing to share the gospel. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit didn't permit him, but eventually it was like, hey, like he gets a dream, go to Macedonia. And then this begins this duality of cities where he's got the city in Corinth and the city in Ephesus and he labors there for a long time, it, three years in Ephesus and for a number of years in, in Corinth as well, so that he would be you know, enabled the gospel to spread. And if we then look at the long-term effects of that, again, over the next couple of centuries, you get to a point where over a tenth of, you know, one in ten people living in the Roman Empire are Christian as a result of this. So a meteoric rise of Christianity as a result of some very well thought through planning of like, hey, let's spend the most time laboring in the cities where the most people can be won. And so we've got First Corinthians, we've got plenty of information to the, you know, we've got two letters to the book, uh, to the city of Corinth, but we've got this one letter to Ephesians, and it starts off here, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. If you want to get that for us, Monica, if you can read verse 1 and 2. I am reading from the New King James Version, and it says this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, I love this uh, this little greeting right here. This was essentially Paul's stamp of approval. This went along with almost every single one of his letters, except for, of course, the book of Hebrews, which is you know contested over who the identity is. We, from a scholarly consensus, in terms of how it's written, most people, it's like it it is Paul, but because it doesn't contain this little seal right here, and we'll get into how the seal functions, but because it doesn't contain that for the book of Hebrews, it's like, oh, we don't, you know, it could have been someone else, but I think, yeah, the, the way that Hebrews is written, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely Paul. But we see here, I love this because it functions as an ancient seal. Mm-hmm. This is just practical of like, okay, I'm going to send a letter how am I going to give it an identifying characteristic? Now, at this time, seals were very commonly used amongst, you know, uh, kings and scholars and, and noblemen and governors and whatnot to be able to identify themselves. And the seal at this time, it's a wax seal. 
Have you ever made like a wax seal before? Yeah, when I was a teenager, I was super into that. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? I'm like, I, I, I could have guessed. And that's why I asked you. I've never done anything like that. But I'm like. Back if, when I wrote letters to stay in touch of, with my friends. Of course. Yeah, before yeah. email. And you had a wax seal that you would. Yeah, yeah. But it was just to be fancy. It wasn't anything official. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and like a little stick of wax and a candle and you melt it and then you drop it on the page. Mm. And then you have like a little stamp. And I had one that had an M. And then have like oh. some like vines around it. Stamp the, the wax, yeah. Oi, that's awesome. Well, you can still buy. You can go to a news agency right now and get that. Get a wax. Get a wax seal with a stamp set. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to be like Paul and be official in <laughs> <Yeah>. your lettering, <laughs> or like Kings at the time, because mm. essentially this functioned as so many things. It functioned as a passport. It functioned as a signature. It functioned as an well, a passport, an ID. Like the seal was the ancient world's identifying. A tool essentially how can you find someone it was through their seal now then you know it's like very important to keep your seal and not have it stolen but then often noblemen and kings in high position would give their seals to their servants mm-hmm. and say hey take my seal and then people will be able to identify you as someone who is with me yeah now paul here he's got his seal that he's put on this identifying characteristics of himself and often seal they uh they contained a couple different things firstly name secondly title and association and then lastly it would be a territory something like this well in this seal here we see that it's paul his name it's an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god we have um his title but then paul doesn't really have a place to call home at this time so rather you know he just addresses the location of where he's sending to to the saints who are in ephesus and faithful in Jesus Christ, grace and peace be from God, of from the God of our Father uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Essentially, you know, giving them a beautiful little greeting here, and it's like, hey guys, I have something to write now. Thankfully, the book of Ephesians <laughs> is quite nice. Um, from this point forward, you know, say in a book of Corinthians, he spends very little time greeting the people um, and then gets into a, essentially a roast. But uh, <laughs> in, in the book of Ephesians here, it's he has some really great things to say. And that's why we're going to be spending the next quarter studying it. But let's jump in here to verse 3. If you could read that for us, chapter Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Mm, okay, and verse 4 as well, if you can get that. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Mm. Now, this is something that Paul also did to identify himself as a part of his greeting, was basically give, like before he's even necessarily teaching anything, he just starts to give a theological explanation of how he understands the gospel. And this worked to identify him as well amongst those who were standing against the gospel at the time. Even at the very early points of Christianity, there were theological enemies. And the two prominent ones in Ephesus, it was Judaizers because there was other Jews there. Um, as well as, and we read the story of Ephesus where there's magicians and there's pagans and all kinds of people. Um, if you look in, you know, say a Corinth or an Athens or, you know, on the European side, we see more people, uh, you know, proliferating a, pro- uh, a Gnostic 
Gnostic gospel or a very Hellenized version of Jesus. Whereas he's here, like, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, and, and starts to just give a, a foundational understanding of who Jesus is, how he has affected us, and how he has blessed us, and, and what our relationship with him is, and, and what he has done. And it begins here with, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, that is an encouragement if I have ever read it. If you've ever thought, oh, man, I just just don't have the means to be able to do something, whether it be time, whether it be money, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're, you're, you're lacking in some way. Paul is asserting here, no, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. We're going to get into that in our next section. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have our final quiz for today, Monica. From what book of the Bible does this verse appear? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may have a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For mm. even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Mm, absolutely. If you know what book of the Bible that comes from, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And as a result of calling that text and that number with the correct answer, you'll go in the draw to win our prize for this week, which is Risen by Clifford Goldstein. I want to read some of the chapter names for you guys real quick okay so so chapter one you know the demand of a miracle okay cool um chapter two light years and inches I'm like okay that's you know kind of funny pun you know um chapter three jesus comma dead that's that's a that's a banger I'm like <laughs> then it's you know the quiet the christ event risen why live if you can be buried for ten dollars the frankenstein <laughs> factor deceive not deceivers oh another one of my other personal favorites the elvis sighting society uh twins and aliens stall of tarsus so oh, you know obviously it's gonna be a great read basically it's a fantastic yeah. read no clifford goldstein he's just a funny guy like <laughs> clifford goldstein is just awesome it's a great sense of humor. i've been able to i've been blessed to be able to hear him speak um oh and then um, finally the piddling few uh, <laughs> the, the, the final chapter of Risen. <laughs> but um, this is, yeah, again, as I said, a real symposium. There's a lot of, like, books when uh, when scholars are no longer constrained to write in the academic setting. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, they just get wild. Like, they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to say whatever I want because, you know, I don't have anyone marking this anymore. But, um, yeah, it's it, this is a fantastic resource to learn all about Jesus and his resurrection, his life, death, and resurrection, and what resulted from that. If you want this, 0491-064-669, that number, if you answer the question correctly, will get you into the door. Can you read that question for us one more time? From what book of the Bible does this verse appear? Purge out, therefore, the un- the old leaven, that ye may have a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Absolutely. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Now, we had read uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Do you want to read that for us again? Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 from the NKJV says this, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Mm. Now, we have a list of verses here that give us a similar location here. Every spiritual blessings from the heavenly places places in the heavenly places in Christ. 
Krishna's like, what is it, what is it talking about here? The heavenly place? Is this talking about heaven? What is all of these spiritual blessings? How are they in Christ? We're going to do a little bit of a survey around the book of Ephesians. So, Monica, you, you better be ready to turn, some, ready. turn some pages. Now, we've read Ephesians 1. So, now jump down to verse 20 if you can read that for us as well. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at, the, at his right hand in the heavenly places. Mm. Jump over to chapter 2. And if you can get verse 6 for us. Um, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm, okay, 3 verse 10. 3 verse 10 says, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Mm, and then Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6. One second while I just type that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got computer Bibles in the Digital studio this Bibles morning. Yesterday. Yeah. Um, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm, absolutely. So we are seeing a, a number of different things being said about the heavenly places here. It says where Christ is, where we can be, uh, where God is, and where demons have come from mm. um, and have functioned at a particular time. And so what we're seeing here is every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places because it's like, okay, God wants to give me every single blessing. That is amazing. He wants to give it to me from the heavenly places. Well, where are where is that and what are those blessings? Well, we can see where that is. It's essentially the heavenly places because it says it's, it's where we go it's where the demons have been. It's where Christ is. The heavenly places are wherever God is dwelling. Mm. We know that God exists or, you know, before the creation of this universe, if God created material, he must exist outside of material. This is the, the nature of how we understand God. If God existed inside of material, that you couldn't say that he was omniscient or omnipresent or, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful, these kinds of things. No, but we see the God of the Bible being having, having complete control over the material world. And we see this from the very foundation of creation. You know, he speaks things into existence because through his thoughts and conception they exist this is this is who god is so he exists outside of this point but to relate to us as humans as people who are inside of time and space he then comes into time and space and dwells within time and space and interacts within time and space and that's how we see verses like say in the book of genesis where the bible says you know now god was walking in the cool of the garden and he called out to adam and eve and it's like wait if god is outside of time and space and all-knowing and all-present and you know why is how is god walking but we see that god makes the decision to put himself in to time and space to enable himself to re uh, interact with his creation here and so the 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 answer of okay what are the you know the the spiritual blessings that come from the heavenly places in christ the answer is again wherever god is dwelling and so then I start to think, okay, where does God dwell? Where, where does God dwell? He dwells in heaven. Uh, we have seen him in the past. He's dwelt on this earth. And, and even now the Bible says that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. So what is the message that he's ultimately giving here? That 
God is wanting to give us everything through Christ Jesus. And and another verse that puts it in a similar way, would you be able to read for us? Head over to Romans chapter 8. and read. This is one of my favorite, favorite verses in the Bible. Do you want to read Romans chapter 8 in verse 32 for us? Romans 8 and verse 32. Says this, <clears throat> He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? <laughs> The greatest spiritual blessing that God has given us is the death of his son. Like, this is the greatest gift gift that we could ever receive. But then he says here, if God was not even willing to spare his own son for your sake, for your salvation, then how much further would he want to give you everything that you could possibly need Mm. to be able to relate to him, to be able to be used by him, to be able to do his work? God is standing there as a benefactor saying, hey, I want to give you everything. Now, this isn't the prosperity gospel. This isn't if you have enough faith, then your bank account will increase or even your social circle, whatever it may be. This isn't God saying, I give to those who love me. No, this is God saying, I have chosen you already to give to you. Mm. You, My death on the cross has proven that I love you enough to give you anything that you could possibly need. Now, God is, what is God seeking from us? Yeah, that relationship. Now, does that enable us to be blessed? No, I know plenty of people who have been incredibly blessed, and I can even see in my own life, I've been incredibly blessed to, you know, for for example, before I was a Christian, I come from a non-Christian family, but I've come from a family who loves me. That is a blessing that God has given me, and God gives us different blessings. We live in a world of sin, and there are things that we receive, and there's things that we don't receive, but in Christ, yeah, we are given so many amazing things, and uh, and he is standing there as, again, as a grand benefactor saying, hey, I have so much to give you. We are incredibly blessed. And what proves that? Jesus died for us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we've come to a time where Monica, you know, she she infuriates us sometimes. <laughs> nah, we've, we've been in the break just uh, discussing bread and some heated discussion over where good bread comes from. and It's not curry curry. Oh, but Monica, like, this is, <laughs> I, I am I like... I think if you're a bogan and you're into pork quality oh, bread, then no. yeah, come to curry. You are so offensive. <laughs> you are so offensive. Cancel me. The, see you, I'm, I'm going to call... Shut down my bank I'm gonna account. I'm going to shut down your bank account. Throw me Bla- off Twitter. I'm going to call BlackRock right now. Twitter. And you're, you're done for. You are done for. No, well, no, this is actually a thing of like what misunderstandings lead to. I can't believe you're actually bringing this up I, on radio. Yeah, I, because so it's, uninteresting. It, it's just made me heated, guys. Well, hey, let's let's move on. You know what? Let's just give us some answers. Just, just give us some answers, Monica. Okay, answer to our quiz this morning. Who said they were the only prophet left as written in the KJV version? I Even I... Only, sorry, I, even I only remain a prophet of the Lord. That was Elijah. Uh, complete the verse, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Bless me were the last two words you're missing. What was the promise the two spies made to Rahab? It was see that they would spare the lives of her family. You can find that in Joshua 2.14. I am brother to Shem and Ham. Who am I? Japheth. Very good for those people. I think a lot of people got that one right. 
And from what book of the Bible does this verse appear? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. That's in Second Corinthians. And uh, the first in chapter is uh, chapter 5 and verse 7. So well done everyone who played along and good on you for getting uh, any of those right. You will be in with a chance to win Clifford Goldstein's book, which is being drawn on Friday. Mm, absolutely. Risen by Clifford Goldstein is our prize for this week. We had a text coming through from Sky, and she asked, Has anyone read the books, Who's Who of the Old Testament and Who's Who of the New Testament? Now, I'm just looking these books up, and they seem like kind of encyclopedic in a sense. Like, you know, it just goes through all the major characters of those different times. I personally haven't read them. Monica, I don't think you've read no, them. No, I haven't. I think she's Shell's read them. Maybe one of our listeners has read these books. I have recently acquired, and I've been reading through, actually from Denuda, a book called Zondervan's uh, Biblical Archaeology oh. Handbook, I think it's called. Okay. And it has been incredibly insightful. I think a lot of these encyclopedic books are fantastic tools to be able to get acquainted with different details of the Bible. I don't think anything replaces devotional um, reading. But then simultaneously, if you want to have, you know, just like an experience of, of uh, yeah, get, getting into, getting into uh, you know, um, just understanding more about the biblical characters and the history that's going on, you know, give, giving yourself some further context and study. Um, d- dude, these books, kind of encyclopedic books, are usually really fantastic. Um, Sky just sent another text message to you. She says, I have to try tomorrow for a Cliff Goldstein book. Uh, <laughs> he's very funny when I've heard his sermons. And, yeah, I've been so blessed by Clifford Goldstein's sermons. It's incredibly powerful, really funny. But my friend, he is a scholar. Like, he really um, has has the blessing of explaining these deep biblical and historical truths. And so, yeah, Sky, you got to get in for those answers. Go just answer those quiz, Sky, and then you can get in for the book. And uh, she also said, okay, wow, book list, please, on your app. That would be cool if we did like a recommended reading that list. That would be a good you know, if anyone, if, if people, well, we always give out books here on Faith and Family when we come to the end of the show. We always give out things for free, which they usually those books are things that we recommend people reading and will be blessed by. But yeah, a recommending reading. It'd be great list. if they could also like leave reviews in the books. And- sure. Yeah. I can just chuck some of my textbooks up there, you know, for my, for my degree. Because <laughs> like, I've. Re- can someone summarize this <laughs> before 9 a.m. tomorrow morning? <laughs> that, that would be you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's awesome stuff. But yeah, guys, keep getting in for these amazing books and these amazing prizes. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And before we get into giving away a prize absolutely for free, we also wanted to announce the winners of our end of financial year merchandise giveaway. We had in first place, Beck from Sydney. In second place, Jenny from Adelaide. And third place, Owen from Brisbane. So a nice spread there right across right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network of people winning amazing prizes. And you can see more information about that uh, and the winners on our Facebook page that will be going up at 9 a.m. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Get that number, 0491-064-669. And guys, we are wishing you a fantastic Monday. Get out there, talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.